Hello, and welcome to the Selective Mutism Help Home Educational Learning Program podcast. My name is Kelly, and I'll be your host. This podcast aims to give you the help you need to support the person in your life affected by selective mutism. In this episode, I'll be discussing ways to educate the people in your child's life about selective mutism. Relatives need to be a part of the team to help your child, but it can be really hard as a parent to have those important yet sometimes awkward conversations. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 24 of the Selective Mutism Help Home Educational Learning Program podcast. My name is Kelly, and I'm a parent of a child with selective mutism. Being that I'm a parent and not a medical professional, this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm sure most of you have been in this situation. You have a family gathering, and a relative comes up to your child and says, Hi, how's school going? What, cat got your tongue? Or, if you don't tell me which cookie you want, you can't have it. Or maybe even, ugh, I can't believe how rude your child is. You need to do a better job at teaching him or her manners. All of these statements are shots to not only your child's confidence, but a shot to your confidence as a parent. As this continues time and time again, resentment may build, family relationships can become strained, and your child may become even more anxious and and unable to break through their mutism. As a parent, what do you do? I'm a believer that knowledge is power. Selective mutism isn't a well-known anxiety disorder, which means the majority of the population doesn't know or understand what it is. We as parents need to be the educators. I remember when we first found out about SM and were trying to wrap our heads around what was going on, we were beginning to see why our daughter was having a hard time communicating with her grandma. Her grandma is one of the sweetest people out there and loves to give hugs and kisses like many grandmas do. When she came over, she would go to our daughter and say hi and give her a great big hug. Even though she had the best intentions, this would cause our daughter to completely shut down. She couldn't make eye contact with her grandma, she couldn't smile, and she couldn't reciprocate the hug. She was like a little statue. As I found resources about SM, I would email her grandma different videos and suggestions. I'm not one for confrontations, I don't like telling people what to do, and I don't like coming across as a know-it-all. So it was hard for me to get enough courage to tell my mother-in-law how to interact with our daughter. But once she learned about SM and understood the reasons behind why our daughter couldn't say hi or give her a hug, their relationship really started to grow. We told her that when she comes over to give a quick hi to our daughter, then to come see us, myself and my husband. Our daughter needed to be given space and not be put in a situation where someone was making direct eye contact with her and touching her. It was then mine and my husband's job to assess our daughter's anxiety moment by moment and decide how we wanted her to communicate with her grandma. Depending on her anxiety, we would ask a yes-no question like, do you want to go down to the dock and catch tadpoles with us and grandma? This was an activity our daughter loved to do and loved nothing more than showing off her tadpole catching skills. So when she nodded yes, grandma could then respond with, wonderful, I can't wait to see how many you can catch. We would then follow our daughter down to the dock. This gave her the opportunity to own the next environment, which was really important. While at the dock, my husband would ask our daughter questions, again, basing the type of question asked on her anxiety level. 
He would start working up towards her answering with a verbal yes, no, instead of nodding her head. Then a forced choice question. Did you catch a tadpole or a frog? Every time she answered, grandma responded without asking a follow-up question. Something like, that tadpole is so cool looking. You're really good at catching ta cat tadpoles. Gradually, dad would give more space between our daughter and grandma. And within 20 to 30 minutes, our daughter was able to answer questions directly from grandma. Ever since that moment, our daughter has been verbal with her grandma. She was four and a half years old at that time. And at four and a half years old, her grandma was finally able to have a conversation with her. If I hadn't taken the time to step out of my comfort zone and educate my mother-in-law about SM, it would have taken much longer for her and our daughter to have the relationship they have today. If you're interested in getting a template with the email I sent to my mother-in-law and the videos that she said really helped, send me an email at smhelp2020 at gmail.com and I'll send it over to you. Now, my mom had a different perspective of selective mutism. My mom did daycare for our kids, so our daughter saw her on a daily basis, which meant she had no trouble speaking in front of her or to her. The conversation I had with my mom was very different than the one I had with my mother-in-law because my mom would say, well, she's fine with me. I don't think there's anything wrong. I had to explain that, yes, although she talks fine with you, she isn't talking to others. We need to make sure we are answering for her and making sure we aren't leaning her everywhere we go. Allow her to go first into and out of the school. My dad also helped out a lot with our kids, but our daughter wouldn't directly speak to him. I had to point this out since our daughter would use her voice in front, in front of my dad, so they thought she was talking to him. We started practicing speaking to him by starting with calling him on the phone. When my mom was over, she would call him and leave a voice message or answer a question he asked my mom, but loud enough for grandpa to hear. Once they practiced this, it became easier for our daughter to talk to him in person and they could see a difference in their relationship. Again, this was a hard conversation to have with my mom, but having the conversation, conversation and giving them ways to help made a big difference. Over the next couple of years, we had to continually educate family members. Whenever we talked to them about SM, they became much more understanding and didn't pressure our daughter anymore. They learned to follow our lead instead of trying to control the conversation and push our daughter to speak. This past summer, we went to visit our daughter's great-grandparents and her great-uncle was there who she has never talked to. They've known about her diagnosis now for many years and have taken away the pressure for her to speak. So when we went there, her great uncle said hi to all of us, and our daughter responded with hi back to him. He then asked how she was doing, and she said good. A little while later, when our daughter was playing with her brothers, he said to us, wow, I didn't think she was going to respond, but she did. She's doing so great. He did everything right. He didn't call her out specifically when greeting her. He asked a follow-up question only after she spoke, and he didn't make a big deal out of it in the moment. That doesn't happen by chance. That happens by educating family about SM time and time again. My challenge to you is to come up with a 30-second elevator pitch on how you would respond to someone's remarks about your child not speaking. Practice this without becoming defensive or by shutting down yourself. Get to a place where you can say it confidently and matter of fact so family and friends will listen with an open mind and not become defensive themselves. Here's an example. Let's say you have a family coming over for a holiday gathering and there's that one relative who always seems to have something to say. You could either call them or send them a text or email, depending how you usually communicate, and say something like, hi, we're looking forward to you coming over. 
I wanted to tell you a little bit about what we've learned about so-and-so's diagnosis of selective mutism. Most people, including us at the beginning, don't know what SM is, so I wanted to let you know more about it. SM is an anxiety disorder that prevents a person from speaking in certain situations. You may have noticed in the past when you come over and try to get so-and-so to answer a question, they shut down and look away. They aren't being rude. They're in a state of severe anxiety and simply cannot respond. Please don't take this personally, and please don't try to get him or her to talk. The best thing would be for you to say hi, and then just come talk to us. Eventually, he or she will come over and will work on their communication based on their anxiety level. If or when they do talk, please don't make a big deal about it, and please don't withhold anything from them if they aren't able to speak. Here's another example. Let's say the relative does something like, if you don't tell me which cookie you want, you can't have it. You could, as kindly as possible, say, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I know you really want so-and-so to talk to you. Trust me, we all do. But we are working really hard at him or her on overcoming their diagnosis of selective mutism. This is an anxiety disorder that prevents him or her from talking in certain situations. It sounds strange, I know, and I've had to do a lot of research on it. But when you unintentionally demand them to speak in order to get something, it actually makes things much worse. Instead, could you ask him or her to point to the cookie they want or ask if they want the chocolate chip or peanut butter cookie? It may take some time, but the less pressure you put on him or her to speak, the more likely they will. Hopefully, they'll hear the sincerity in your voice and will want to be able to help your child. Another way you could help lower your child's anxiety is by having a conversation with your child before they get together. You could say something like, hey, I know it's really hard for you to talk to so-and-so when they're here. I just want to let you know that you don't have to. I've talked to them already and they know to just say hi to you and not expect you to say hi back and to not ask you any follow-up questions. If you need anything, you can come and whisper to me or pull me in another room. We want you to be as comfortable as possible and have fun while they're here. Does that sound okay? Now, this won't be the case every time as we want to keep our children moving forward and not be stuck in only whispering or pulling you into another room. But for the first time that we give them the expectation that they don't have to talk around them, see if anything changes. Because the expectation to speak has drastically reduced, their anxiety will likely be reduced. And what happens when their anxiety is reduced? They have a better chance of communicating. If you notice they are less anxious as previous get-togethers, start working up the communication ladder. Ask them a yes-no question so they can nod. Then ask a forced choice question by holding up fingers to answer. Then ask a forced choice question and have them answer verbally. Continue to monitor them moment by moment and adjust as necessary. When those relatives see what you're doing and the results that it's having, they're going to have a better understanding of it all. They're going to realize your child isn't being rude or willful or controlling or defiant. They will hopefully see your child's anxiety melting away and their amazing personality shining through. This will take time, but again, knowledge is power. The more we can educate our family members in a caring and less defensive way, the more likely they'll be able to hear what we have to say. If you want to talk more about this topic or have specific family members you need help with, I'd love to set up a third, a free 30-minute coaching consultation with you. Head to smhelp.org slash coaching to fill out a consultation form or email me at smhelp2020 at gmail.com. Don't forget, the Fall 2022 Selective Mutism Help Online Summit starts October 21st. 
Get all the details at smhelp.org slash free dash summit. Take care.